Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Right Bench Podcast. I'm Charlie. And I'm James. And we'll be getting you caught up on everything going on in the sports world. Let's start with Around the Association. Yeah, we changed the name. I think it sounds better, all right? It sounds cooler. I like I'm, the name. Yeah, I do, too. Um, it'd be a great little <laughs> series, I guess, if you want to call it. But first thing I want to say is that Robert Williams is out for the season. And that could really hurt the um, Trailblazers trying to make the playoffs because he's like, he feels like a guy that's important to them trying to go get rebounds and stuff. And him being out is really going to – it's going to hurt them. Yeah, and he hasn't played much for the Blazers so far. I think he's only played one or two games since the trade. But him going out with a knee injury, first of all, it stinks for him because he's gone – he's been dealing with injuries his entire career, and it just sucks to see a guy who just keeps battling with injuries who does really want to play like Robert Williams. Um, But, yeah, him going out with a – Season-ending injuries, it stinks for the Blazers and for him. Yeah, for sure. Um, and that really hurt their playoff chances too. I was really um, counting on them to make the playoffs, but maybe not. I think they still can. Yeah, they definitely still can, but it it drops the bar a little bit, you know. It does. Um, I want to talk about a little, a couple of big performers real quick. Durant dropped forty against the Pistons. Did, did that? Was that a win, James? It was a win. Yeah, right. we did. All right. We won in Detroit. Yeah, that's very that's um very impressive. Um, the rookie out of the Pelicans, Jordan Hawkins, dropped thirty-one points. The rookie against the Nuggets with all the injuries that they had in that game, he got the start. I'm pretty sure, and he just balled out. They lost, but it was a really good sign for the future for the Pelicans. He, he did get the start, and it is a good sign for the Pelicans. And that was my pick. And I was picking who I wanted to go in the draft, and that was exactly who I thought the Pelicans should pick, a seasoned guy because they're trying to contend, right? Yeah. So he knows how to play. He went to UConn, just won a national championship. He knows what winning looks like, and I think it's a really, really good pickup or, I guess, draft from them because, honestly, injuries are already starting to pile up for them. And that yeah, was for the sure. one thing we talked about. They can't have these many injuries, right? Like McCullum, just unlucky going out with his lung issue. Zion, who's been sitting multiple games already in the season because of personal problems. And I think because he was having a baby, but yeah. still. And like Brandon Ingram being there already, it, you're going to have to rely on Jordan Hawkins if you want to still contend. Yeah, definitely. Um, that was a really good sign there, especially with all the injuries. Um. I want to talk about Joel Embiid for a second, the reigning MVP against the Wizards. He shot 48 and 11. It's the Wizards, but still, I mean, that's a good, really good stat line and really good for the Sixers. Yeah. And the, I mean, I, I honestly think Jokic should have won his third straight last year, but Embiid looks like he's trying to prove everybody wrong why he's the reigning MVP, right? He's, first of all, I think he's technically, no, they have the same record. The Sixers and the Nuggets have the same record right now. So I can't say that one has a better record, but when the Nuggets had a better record last year and Embiid didn't, it was Jokic should have won in my opinion, but Embiid's proven everybody wrong. And after the Harden trade, the Sixers are genuinely better, which is crazy to think about. Yeah, I did have that down to talk about that because without Harden, they're going to need to have Embiid go crazy like this often, right? And I think they might be better without Harden because that, that locker room presence, that ball hog mentality might not be great for their team, right? They might want to move the ball a little bit more. And the locker room presence was just pretty terrible. So 
gotten their brains yeah. a little bit. Yeah, I agree. And Maxie looks like he could be an all-star this year. He's my most improved player pick, which I've said week after week. Um, but, like, the guys that picked up, like, Robert Covington and Nick Batum, they're playing like studs, and they're playing better than they did on the Clippers. And uh, that's what they're going to need. They're going to need that bench depth because they're not very top-heavy. So, I think the Sixers genuinely won the hard trade. Uh, I would think so, too. We'll see how that plays out. Cam Thomas continued his greatness against the Bucks. Pretty sure it was a loss. I'm not too sure, but he dropped 45. It was a loss, and, but. Yeah. So, it's the fourth time he's dropped 30 already. As of, wait, did they play yesterday? No, I don't think so. It was the fourth time they dropped 30, which is a big deal for them. And he's that he either needs to get traded or start playing more because he's looking like an all-star. Yeah, they're finally – Jacques Vaughn's finally giving him, like, competent minutes. He's not just giving him these, like, throwing minutes at the end of the game, which was so weird to me last year when he played him. As a starter role, he dropped 40 in three straight games. But then when their injuries were – remember when they were healthy again, Cam Thomas didn't play. It was the weirdest thing to me. And now they're starting to play him because they're going to need some scoring off the bench. And he's so good off the bench that now they're starting him. So it's genuinely impressive what Cam Thomas is doing. And he's an LSU boy, so, you know, we're rooting for him. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how else you can prove yourself other than – Dropping 43 straight games. but Exactly. I'm not the coach. Um, Shea Gilders Alexander, my sleeper pick for MVP, dropped 43 against the Cavs. That was one seed versus one seed, in my opinion, matchup. You know, Cavs are struggling, but Shea's looking really good. He can, Hopefully he can keep dropping these 40-point games. OKC versus Cleveland, but, yeah. Trust. Uh, OKC is balling, and uh, – they can they can contend for a top six seed. I don't know about the one. Watch it happen. I don't know. I just don't. I don't see them as the one seed. I can't see them as the one seed when this Western Conference is so stacked. Like I know some teams are down right now, like the Grizzlies, the Suns, the all these different people. But like, I I don't know. Yeah. Um. And Giannis. I want to talk about him for a second. He dropped 54 and 12 versus Indiana, who, by the way, is leading the NBA in points per game. I did not know that. So, yeah, Pacers, it really surprised me that they're leading the NBA in points per game. That's kind of a big deal. And I didn't think they were like that, you know? James, you there? All right, I'll keep talking. Uh, Trey Young had 41 and 8 against the Magic, which is big for the the Hawks and him. If they want to contend in the playoffs, they need Trey Young to keep putting up stats like this. Um, yeah, I want to talk about the Sixers for a second, too. They're 7 and 1, right? 8 and 1 now, I think. Could they be better without James Harden? Pro- looks like it right now. Probably, like I was saying, the locker room presence because of the <clears throat> ball hog mentality of James Harden it was tough for them to. It was tough for them to be a good team with James Harden always wanting to shoot the ball, always being such just 
upset, right? And so it was good for them to see him go and Maxie step up and and be the step up like we needed, like they needed them to. Yeah, they're stepping up. Sorry you lost me there for a minute. Can you hear me now? Yep. Oh, you got anything? I'm back. I agree with I agree with all you said. Yeah, definitely. Um do you want to talk about the Grizzlies for a second too? They're yeah. one and eight. Yeah, um that's, that's not very good. And without Jaw, they're looking like not a very competent team. Justin Bain is kinda of going off though, but he's not he's not enough, right? Yeah, he's not enough. Right? Especially to contend in this Western Conference, like I was saying, Bain's not enough. And, you know, Jaron Jackson's playing well, too, but they don't have anything off the bench, and Jaw's not back yet, so he's yeah. got 17 more games to go, so they're going to have to figure something out. Hey, if they want to try to make a comeback when Jaw gets back, they're going to have to start winning games, because if you're 2-23 and 23 when Jaw gets back, you're not coming back to win games, right? So it's kind of like... They need to start winning games if they want a chance, even with Jaw comes back. Yeah, they need. Yeah, exactly. So if they put themselves in too much of a hole, the other game in a big playoff spot. And one player shouldn't be the reason why you lose eight games. Like you should be able to win some games without your best player, and we're seeing that from. I mean, teams like the Pelicans—they've been able to win a couple games even without their best player. Um. Or some of their best players. Same thing with the Suns. They've been able to win without some of their guys, even though they're kind of struggling. Just those two teams and some more teams that just don't have their big stars, they've been able to win just a couple games, while the Grizzlies still have two really, really, really good players, but they can't win games. They've won one game, and it was against the Trailblazers. So, like, I don't know. I I don't see this team going anywhere. Yeah, me neither. You have anything else? for? Well, actually, I have in-season tournament stuff, but you have anything else you want to talk about? Um, I want to talk about the Nets a little bit. I know we talked about Cam Thomas. The Nets are one of the most fun teams to watch for me right now. So I have NBA League Pass, so I get to see all the different games. And they're probably my number one. That's the, that's the team I'm watching the most, especially when they played the Sixers the other night. I loved that game. And um, the Nets almost beat them, but it was, it was a great game. And uh, the entire time, the entire Nets bench is up, like, dancing, like, having fun. It, it brings back vibes from that Jared Dudley, uh, D'Angelo Russell era in Brooklyn, which is really cool to see because they've revamped their whole roster twice now in the past six years. And it's really cool to see them having fun and having a good time. Yeah. I can kind of, like, I see them in the Sixers as, like, opposites. I mean, the Sixers from last year, they don't have all the talent, right? They don't yeah. have those big stars. They don't have any of that. They're just a well-rounded play, a team that plays together. And they are a really good team. They'll like, they know each other, right? Whereas last year, the 76ers with James Harden was always mad. He would always wanted to shoot the ball, right? They weren't as good. So, like, you don't have to have all the star power if you want to win games. You just – you got to have that teamwork. You got to have that chemistry. Yeah, I mean, truly, this team has so much chemistry. And uh, I don't know if it'll take them anywhere because the, they're not very top-heavy. But, you know, good for the Nets. I'll talk about one more team, the Pacers, the Indiana Pacers. 
I yeah, I didn't mention they were leading the NBA in points per game. I know it's insane to me. Like they're leading in points per game. Halliburton's a legit MVP contender, and they're six and three, which is a better record than the Bucks. The same record, or a little worse than the Celtics. Like they're contending in the East, and I think in this, in my opinion, not as good as the Western Conference. The Eastern Conference is a lot worse. Absolutely. It's still good, but a lot worse. Um, it's very. There's a bunch of just good teams at the top, and then it. Uh, kind of stifles out but the Patriots can legitimately contend in the east and Halliburton can win an MVP which is insane to me I've been a Halliburton guy for a long time actually on my desk right now there's a Halliburton card which I bought for 50 bucks and I love this card it's my favorite card in my collection yeah he's he's leading the league in assists he's leading the league in assists and he can still score it's amazing I saw this play last night when they were playing uh who were they playing the Bucks, that's who it was. They're, yeah, or not last night, two nights ago, when they were playing the Bucks, and they actually beat the Bucks. Remember, so this game was amazing, and Halliburton had this one of the coolest plays I've ever seen with my own two eyes. He faked out his defender. I think it was Malik Beasley. He faked him out by acting like there was a screen when Malik Beasley couldn't see. He acted like there was a screen and just went the other way easily, and he got an easy bucket or an easy three. It doesn't matter. He knows how to play this game. He knows how to be the point guard on this team. And I think they can truly be one of the best teams in the East. Yeah, they kind of kind of reminded me of the Kings from last year, right? They do, yeah. Look, center, looking like they're two top guys, looking really good yep. out of nowhere, right? So, but I do want to talk about the Easter Conference for a second because you brought up they weren't awesome. But after those top four or five teams, I'm interested to see how it shakes out because – I feel like the other 10, 11 teams are all pretty evenly matched. So who's going to make the play in? Who's going to be left out, right? That's what I'm kind of looking for. I'm really interested to see that. Yeah, like we, we picked the Wizards to be one of our worst teams. But in this Eastern Conference, could they contend for a play-in spot? I don't know, right? It's, mm-hmm. it's truly up for grabs. Like the Hornets could be the worst team in the East, even though they got much better. Or they could be even the sixth seed. Like we really don't know. And that's the – crazy part about the east right now because the west you know the top teams you know the bottom teams right so and then there's just a few in between but the east there's three good teams or really great teams and then the rest is up for grabs so we'll have to see come playoff time what this eastern conference can do yeah very interesting i had i had stuff about the in-season tournament i don't know if we have that much time to talk about it but like Luka dropped 44 in the in-season tournament last night against the Clippers, and they're one, moved into 1-1 one one now, so that was a big game. Um, the Wizards are 0-2. That's really the only – those are the only teams that played two, so not much to say. Yep. Um, I mean, one of my favorite parts about the in-season tournament is the courts and the jerseys. And I know the jerseys are just their city jerseys, but these courts are really cool. If you know what they are, there is zero wood-stained – yeah, there's zero wood pretty much. So, like, the whole floor is colored. So, like, it's really fun to watch. I don't know if it messes up the players, but it's fun to watch. And I think it was a really good addition by the NBA. Yeah, I'm excited to see how this in-season tournament shakes out, how viewership looks, all that stuff. Yep, I think they're trying to save this regular season for a lot of fans, and it might be working so far. Yeah, for these casuals like me, I, I can't stand myself just watching the NBA regular season game. Mm-hmm. But, like, now you put something on the line, that makes it a lot more fun. Exactly. You know? 
And that's all I got. All right. That's all I got, too. That was around the association. Let's go into NFL recap of week nine. Um, Tampa I do want to say something real quick. It was week nine, yep. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I want to say something real quick, though. All these games, James picked them right, I picked them wrong. Nobody cares. Okay? Just don't talk I about mean, it. We understand. I wasn't right? even going to say anything. You brought it up. Brought we it don't up. talk about it. I knew you were going to talk about it. We don't have to. Okay? Okay. Okay, we don't have to talk about it. But, yes, I did pick all of them right. So, if you see who wins, you can see how good I am at this. Um. All right. Let's go into Tampa Bay loses to Houston 37-39. This game was in Houston, I'm pretty sure. But, oh, no. but um, yeah, it was in Houston. Tampa Bay had the lead in the first half, a pretty good lead, actually. But uh, Yeah, I thought I had this one in the bag. But, yeah. Same with the see, Atlanta game. <laughs> same, with the, same with the Dallas game when they were at the 60-yard line. I mean, yeah, the Bucks are just – they're kind of selling right now, if I'm being honest. Uh, but C.J. Stroud looked like, I don't know, prime Mike Vick. <laughs> Absolutely. I think he could be every single prime quarterback you've ever seen. Like, he could be Tom Brady for all I know. C.J. Stroud went 30 for 42, 470 yards, five touchdowns. And I, this is a stat I really want to point out, zero interceptions. You want to know how many interceptions he's thrown the entire year? One. One. And they said this dude. Was against the Saints. And they said this dude was going to come in and throw the most interceptions out of any quarterback, and he's thrown one. That is so impressive to me. And C.J. Stroud does not look a rookie. I want to remind y'all, he is a rookie. And he can only grow from here, right? There's no looking back. And uh, this Texans team looks like they can contend in a couple years. I don't think they can contend this year. But in a couple years, if they make right draft choices, maybe beef up that defense, this team can be really good. Yeah, C.J. Stroud looks legit out there. One thing I want to point out, this is, in my opinion, more crazy than the C.J. Stroud stat line, right? Houston had three receivers with 100 yards okay. and a touchdown. You had Noah Brown, Dalton yep, Schultz, and Tate Tell. All had 100 yards and a touchdown. That's absurd. And arguably their best receiver, arguably their best receiver, Nico Collins, was quiet. So it's interesting when these – the second receiver, the third receiver, and the tight end put up more than the first receiver, in my opinion, and your best cornerback was on Nico Collins, it's impressive that they've got so many weapons that are just, I mean, we would profile them as not mid, but just decent, right? They're all just very decent, but they're playing good. So I'm going to give it up to this Texan drive receiver core and uh, especially the offense. But the defense needs to step up. I will say that. Yep, that's all I got. All right. Yep, that's all I had to. Let's go into the next game. Minnesota takes down Atlanta, thirty-one to twenty-eight. Um, yeah, I called this game too. Minnesota. I, I said, and I'm gonna reiterate, reiterate this multiple times today. Josh Dobbs might have been the best trade at the deadline. Arguably, might be the best trade at the deadline. I mean, they had they needed a quarterback, right? Kirk went out for the year. They needed a quarterback, and they went and got Josh Dobbs. But he didn't start this game. Jaron Hall technically started this game. He went out with a concussion halfway through the first quarter, 
and Josh Dobbs just had to come in, and he was actually questionable. Josh Dobbs was questionable to play in this game, which is why I think he didn't start. But he put the team on his back. He led the team in rushing yards and throwing yards. He went 20 for 30, 153 yards, two touchdowns, but he had seven carries for 66 yards and a touchdown. Well, about those right? Three fumbles, okay? You can't have that. You can't have your quarterback fumbling three times. You only lost two of them, but still, that's not good. And they're going to have to clean that up. Yeah, I agree. But uh, Minnesota, good for them. That's really all I have to say about this game. Yeah, not much for me. Um, but Minnesota, I do say Minnesota, four oh. straight wins. They were one yes, and four. They, they were one and four. Now, they're, now they have a winning record. Mm-hmm. What a comeback. Yeah, good for them. Um, and when Justin Jefferson comes back into this offense – Josh Dobbs with his weapons. I don't know, man. Could he be a top ten quarterback in the league? I, no, but he can be top twenty, and he can be good enough, right? Yeah. Uh, all right, and then let's go into arguably the biggest game of the week and the craziest game of the week. Dallas loses to Philly, twenty three to twenty eight. So uh, the Eagles, in my opinion, barely squeaked this one out. I think Dallas played a better game. It was efficient. Oh, yeah. game. I did write that down. Yep, it was an efficient game from Dak, but the one thing I have on my notes multiple times, he is not clutch, right? He's genuinely not clutch, and he had a chance to get a two-point conversion, stepped out. That that two-point conversion would have put him in field goal range that game. Cowboys had all the momentum to win. So that two-point conversion goes in, Cowboys might win. So... He needs to run that in. He needs to check his out-of-bounds lines. Like, him stepping out is big. And then they also had a chance to win where they Six threw. Six-door line. What would you say? They were at the six-door line. And yes. then they ended up at the 27. Mm-hmm. Yep. They, you literally just have to, like, it's not that hard. But yeah, I agree. I mean, it's – penalties are horrible, too. Like, they're bad. It's a sack and – man. It was – yeah, I think it was two false starts in a sack, right? Dad can't do anything about that. No, he can't. But but there's multiple times in this game where Dak needed to step up and he didn't. But he did play a good game. I'll give it to him. And I'm a Dak fan. But stepping out of bounds in that two-point conversion, and they had multiple chances to win, especially when they threw a touchdown on the goal line to – who is their tight end? I can't remember his name right now. Oh, I can't remember. It's on. Hold up, give me a minute. It's is it like Granderson? I'm not sure. No, it's I forget. But I do want to say, CD Lamb yeah. had a great game. Just reiterating that Dallas played a better game, right? Philadelphia 300 yards of offense, under 300 yards of offense. Now, how do you win a game against the Dallas Cowboys with under 300 yards of offense? It's the defense, right? Their defense came up in the big, big moments, right? And that's why they won. They were able to stop Dak and stop CD Lamb, who had 191 yards. Able to stop him in the clutch moments, force the field goals, force them to turn it over, right? That's why they won. Yeah. I mean, when we're saying a bad game from CD Lamb and he put up 191 yards, like, <laughs> it's insane. Uh, but yeah, Dallas drops that one, which, in my opinion, they should have won. But yeah, for sure. Um, we'll get into Thursday night football, which week 10 Thursday night football. Kind of a gross game, if I'm being honest. Uh, the Panthers lose to the Bears. Um, it, it was this is a terrible game. Terrible. It game. was a very boring game. There were two touchdowns in the entire game, and one of them was a punter. 
Yeah. Terrible I, game. Five field goals, two touchdowns. Who scheduled this? Yeah, I don't know. Who scheduled I, this? Amazon Prime is getting the worst games genuinely on Thursday you're night football. To, you're supposed to be in the prime time spotlight. You with a combined before the game, there's a combined three wins between the two teams. What are we doing? I don't yeah. It's horrible. Neither quarterback threw over two hundred yards and five field goals, two touchdowns, neither of them were throwing. So that there's no quarterback play, not not a good game. Okay. And yeah, I mean Bryce Young could genuinely end this. It feels bad to say this, but Bryce Young could be the worst quarterback in the NFL. Yeah, they're just going to draft Caleb Williams next year. They might. And well, they don't, have, they don't have their pick, so the Bears could draft. Oh, yeah, they don't. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Um, and one thing I have about this game, I guess there's, I guess there was good kicking. Five, come on, five or six between the teams, but, like, not not good. Not a good game. Don't like I mean, it. Yeah, yeah, when your note says – Good kicking out of anything else. It was not not the best one to watch. But yeah, not much yeah, to say sure. about those. Um. Yeah. Um. Looks like we can move into NFL Week Ten picks. We were we will have a guest picker today, Smith McRae. Not to be confused with Smith, the other Smith Pickett, who came on a couple of episodes ago. Yep, um, yep, this is Smith McCray, not Smith Pickett. Yeah, so just don't be confused. Um, but right now the score is uh, James thirty nine, me twenty eight. You're just good at this. Like you better get back on track, I ha- my man. I have a I have a winning record. I'm pretty sure I have a winning record, but like do. it doesn't matter because you're just popping off. Yeah, I'm just ten per week. Yeah, I mean I'm I'm picking the upsets when I need to, and I'm you know. Figuring it out. So. All right, there's Smith. Smith. Can y'all hear me? Yeah, what's up? I can what's hear up? you. Okay, yeah. All right. Um, let's start off with uh, the Texans versus the Bengals. I'm gonna take the Bengals. Um, Joe Burrow is back to MVP form off that injury. It's finally 100, percent and it showed the last couple of weeks against two good teams that they just dominated. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna pick the Bengals here too. And honestly, all my notes said was blowout. So I think the Bengals win in a blowout. Is that is it three weeks in a row that they've won? Uh, yeah. they've won? I think they've won yeah. four in a row, actually. Okay. Three or four in a row? I'll take the Bengals. Yep. Yeah. Right. That's it. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, next, we have the Saints versus the Vikings. I'm going to take the Saints because Dallas has been good, right? But I feel like the Saints defense will be able to stifle him, stifle their offense, and take a win. Might be a field goal game, but I think New Orleans will come on top. I think it won't be a, fo- a field goal game. I think it'll be actually the opposite. I think this will be a high-scoring game. Um, I do. I, I really wanted to take the Vikings, but I just took the Saints because of the home. Just, just Their defense is just too good. For me to pass up one, and I think Josh Dobbs could have a really good game against it, but he hasn't seen a defense like this. And I want to talk about one more thing. If you've seen in the news, Michael Thomas got arrested in in Kenner two nights Did he ago. Really? I didn't know he that. He threw a brick at a car. Oh well, he had, like, he didn't have a single catch last like, game though. I don't know what goes through his mind. I think he's insane. Maybe he thought he was right. going to end at the car. Like, I don't know what he's doing. And then he threw the guy's phone who was videoing him. Like, what are you doing? What an idiot. 
Depends what who you got. Okay, so the Vikings have lost four games in a row without Justin they've, Jefferson. They've won four games in a row, Smith. No, they've lost four games. The Vikings? They, they, Vikings have won four games in a row. Oh, I thought they've lost four games. Okay. Then, <laughs> I don't know. I still got to go with the Saints. The Saints defense, and they just, Josh Dobbs, I'm just, no, not not feeling it. Not feeling it. Five <laughs> yeah, turnovers last week. I th- I'm picking the Saints defense. And Michael Thomas wasn't even a – he wasn't a pivotal part of the offense. Wasn't I think we can go. win sure. without him. So, got Saints. Yeah. All right, next game. We have the Colts versus the Patriots. And I'm going to go back to the Colts defense, right? They they looked really good against a good Saints defense a couple weeks ago. They looked good against the Panthers last week. They're going to look really good against the New England defense. Who might be – might be good, but the Saints defense was good, and Indianapolis didn't care, right? This will be a high-power game for Gardner Minshew, and they will pull it out. I mean, yeah, but, I mean, the offense has played well, but also, I mean, they went up against the Saints defense, which is tough, but, like, the Panthers defense, and eh. uh, I'm going to still pick the Colts. I just don't think there's enough firepower for the Patriots this week, and I think that defense isn't going to be enough. It might be a field goals game, like we were saying, but I'll pick the Colts. In the Mac yeah. is terrible. I don't know how you could pick the Patriots, two and seven, and they're just like awful to watch. They had the one game against the Bills that like the offense was moving. Besides that, it's been bad. I got the Colts. Yeah, for sure. Um, I, next game, Green Bay versus Pittsburgh. I'm gonna take Green Bay here. I think Aaron Jones will have a big game, but not against the the Pittsburgh D line. I think it'll be a good receiving game for Aaron Jones. He's going to come out of the backfield and get fed. I think he's going to have 100 yards receiving. I think that will be a big reason why Green Bay wins. Okay. Um, I'll agree with you on this one. I'm going to go with the Packers, too. But uh, I do think it's a close game. I don't trust in the Steelers team, especially with all this George Pickens drama, if y'all have heard about it. Him, like, just – honestly, he's been yelling at the coaches, yelling at his teammates. It reminds me of Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell when they were in Pittsburgh. And, like – George Pickens just – this is why he wasn't picked in the first round, right? I mean, we all know the viral meme where he's, like, standing in front of his TV, remember, getting picked in the second round. But, like, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's just a weird team. I'm going to pick the Packers just because I don't like the vibe. I'm going to pick the Steelers. That defense is good. And I think the offense has found a way to win games. They're 5-4. and four, So, they're, they're not doing bad. That's true. So, and I don't think Green Bay is very good. I think, I mean, they don't, I don't think they have anyone on offense. And I think the Steelers can stop Aaron Jones. So, I got the Steelers. All right. Um, this next game, in my opinion, was the most difficult game to pick. I sat there for multiple minutes just thinking about both sides. Tampa Bay versus Tennessee. I ended up picking Tampa Bay just because I've said it every week. I pick them every week. Baker Mayfield is good, all right? Wait, wait, wait. Are we joking right now? Look, this look. took you minutes to pick. This is the Titans pick. versus the Bucks. This game is horrible. Yeah, well, I, I didn't say it was but bad. But they're both it's bad. Pick. It's not like – It took me five seconds just to pick the better team. They're both are, horrible. No, I thought in about my, it too. I had to think In too. my opinion, these are two Gosh. very evenly matched teams. And so, oh, I think Tampa Bay in a good defensive game, low scoring, but I think Tampa Bay will pull it out. This could be arguably the most boring game of the week. I'm picking the Bucks just because, in my opinion, they're the better team. 
The Titans need to go into a rebuild. Derrick Henry looks old. I think – I mean, I'm just going to pick the Bucks just because. But, like, that was the easiest pick of the week for me, guys. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Titans. So, the Titans' D-line is good. I think they can stop Rasheed White. And I don't think he can throw the ball. So, I don't think they'll be able to move the ball. And Derrick Henry, he'll do enough. He'll do enough. I'll, I got I'll the Titans. The I'll agree with the defensive line. The defensive line is very good. They're, they're really good. Yeah, um, next game, Browns versus Ravens. The Ravens are riding hot on a four-game win streak. They're like 7-2. and two. This is their year, in my opinion. They're looking really good. Give me the Ravens. All right, yeah, I'm going to pick the Ravens. I think this is arguably some of the two best defenses in the NFL right now. Absolutely. Um, yeah. I, I think it's a low-scoring game, but I – Weren't the Seahawks one of the best defenses in the league? Doesn't matter. They used to. Yeah, yeah they used to. They're not good anymore. Lamar, yeah, Doug- hey, they're young. They're young. This Cleveland defense is good. They're yeah. really good. They yeah. uh, I forgot. There's some stat, but like, they get like Miles Garrett. He's having like one of his best years in his whole career. Yeah. And I think the, I think the defense will do enough. And what's his name? Amari Cooper and. Deshaun Watson, I think this is their game to come out and play well together, put up some points, and I don't think the Ravens would be able to match that against the defense. So, I got right. the Browns. Okay. All right. Um, I got the uh, – let's go with the um next game, 49ers-Jaguars. This is another big game for the 49ers. They need to win this. I think they will. Getting back on the 49ers train, they had a bye week after three straight losses. They're regrouping. They're going to come out hot and beat Jacksonville, who has looked really good. Yeah, this was actually the hardest game for me to pick this week. Um, I sat here for a what? second. I, I did. I don't I mean, I don't know. I, the yeah. Niners are on a three-game losing streak, and the Jags are on a four-game winning streak, but I'm still going to pick it's, the – It's five. It's five. It's five-game winning streak. My bad. I still, think the, I still think the Niners pull this one out. I think Chase Young's debut yeah. is a great one. I don't think that O-line for the Jaguars is going to be able to stop Nick Bosa and Chase Young on the outside. I don't think anybody is. So, I'm going to take that, and I'm going to say their defense plays amazing today or tomorrow. Yeah, San Francisco, three losses, but they're coming off a bye. So, coming off a bye, I think they fixed everything they needed to fix. And the Jaguars are good, but I don't think they're five wins in a row good. I don't think they're that good. And I think the 49ers are the best team in the NFL. So, coming off the bye, 49ers are going to win. Yeah, I definitely agree with that bye logic there. Yeah. Um, next game, we got the Falcons versus the Cardinals. I think Steve Johnson will have a great game here. He's been kind of slow. He's going to have a great game. I think the Atlanta Falcons are going to have a great game. And the Arizona Cardinals are back. So, pretty good algorithm. Okay, yeah. You said this every week, the Cardinals are bad. But now I'm going to – finally start agreeing with you because Josh Dobbs isn't there. Uh, the Falcons are going with a new quarterback this week. Anyone want to guess who it is? Taylor Heineke? <laughs> no. Taylor Ooh. Heineke. That's who's, you know. He started new, last week, too, I think. The, the, new, franchise, the new franchise quarterback Taylor for Heineke? the Falcons. That's the Falcons. Oh. Ritter, Ritter's getting bent. Bent. Uh, but, like, yep, he's the new franchise quarterback, huh? So, yeah, I think it's a low-scoring game. I think the Atlanta running backs, that duo of Algier, 
Bijan and uh, Cordero Patterson. I think they have a really good game against this Cardinals defense. Two weeks ago, or like one week ago, I would have picked the Cardinals. That Falcons team was so bad to watch on offense. They wouldn't give Bijan the ball. They like run with everyone else when they could clearly just give it to Bijan and get eight yards. And but the I Falcons. guess I have to go. I have to go with the Falcons though because Josh Dobbs isn't there. I can't. I don't see a way of them winning at all. Yeah, I can definitely agree with that because I don't uh, want to pick the Falcons, but against pro- probably thirty teams or twenty eight teams, I would have picked against the. Um, Falcons, but you kids can't do it, right? Yeah, I don't know how the Falcons are, have if four Falcons, wins or whatever they Falcons have. Falcons lose this game, it's genuinely just sad. Yeah. <laughs> their team is bad. I, I think the Falcons are bad. Yeah, I don't think they're good. Yeah. Arizona is on another level of bad, right? They beat the Cowboys. They beat the Cowboys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. With, with, with Josh Dobbs. I was about to say, that's when Josh Dobbs was there. <laughs> and uh, James Conner was not hurt, so. He's, I think he's coming back this week. He should be. Is he actually? He's eligible. He he's questionable. Uh, yeah. Um, I, I, I don't think that's not enough. That's not enough. Yeah. Got to be game. able to throw the ball. Next game, Detroit versus the Chargers. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. I have the Lions here. I, um, yeah. I don't believe in the Chargers. I'm going to be honest. At all this year. I'm not a Herbert guy. I don't believe in the Chargers at all, especially contending in the AFC. So, I'm going to pick the Lions here because I genuinely think they're really good. And then picking up Donovan Peoples-Jones, which we saw last week, I think he's a, he immediately becomes a big part of this offense. And uh, I think the Lions take this one pretty easily in L.A. I'm on the complete opposite of this. I think the Chargers are that good. I don't know how they're 500. I think Justin Herbert is very good. And Austin Eckler coming back a couple weeks ago. Keenan Allen not hurt yet. I think I think they win this. I think this is a game that they figure some stuff out, I guess. And I think I think they beat the Lions. Okay. Yeah, I definitely think um Justin Herbert will have a good game, but not enough. Um I believe in Justin Herbert. Next game You got it. Giants versus Cowboys. Sounds bad game for the um Cowboys. I picked the Giants a lot. They disappointed me every single time. Give me the Cowboys. All right. Um, yeah, I'm going with the Cowboys too here. This was a no-brainer for me. I think CeeDee Lamb has a big game on this Giants defense, and they can they're gonna be able to throw this ball through the air. They're gonna barely run it, and I think they, they win by two touchdowns, maybe three. Did y'all watch the game last week, the Cowboys game, when they just found a way to lose that game? Yep. And it was like three plays could have gone one inch yeah, a different direction, cool. and they would have won. We were they would have won. Yep. Yeah, we just it's unbelievable. Them. They just find ways to lose games. And this Giants defense is good. Okay. If you've watched them, they are good. Sa- Saquon's playing, right? Saquon's not hurt. Nope, Saquon's playing. Okay, I'm going to go with the Giants. I All think, right. I think cool. the defense, I think the Cowboys just offense is not – I don't think – they're not clutch at all. They'll find a way to lose this game against this Giants defense, and Saquon will do just enough to get the Giants win. Yep. Okay. All right. I love that. Yeah, crazy. Uh, next, we got the Commanders versus the Seahawks. I think this will be a blowout. No-brainer. Seahawks win. Blowout. All right. 
I mean, I don't really have any notes here, but I don't think it's a blowout. I do think the Seahawks win just because of this wide receiver core. Um, and obviously this commander's defense getting so much worse after dealing off Montez Sweat and Chase Young. But I don't think it's a blowout, but I do think the Seahawks take this one. Are the commanders giving up? Are they going into a rebuild? Yeah, definitely. Trading those people away? Yeah, I think they start. They are. Yeah. yeah. Their team was kind of good coming into the season. I agree. Terry McLaurin, Josh Dobbs. They drafted they're a quarterback this they're year. They're going to be able to win. What are they doing? Uje nope. didn't agree with me, but I was like, just, they need to ride it out, right? I mean, just see what Yeah, happens. they should have just nope. ridden it out. No I mean, teams. they drafted a quarterback this year. Yeah. No teams. That's what? committing. No team goes into the season saying, I want to be 8-8, eight and eight, right? They go into the season saying, I want to win the Super Bowl. And that's what – there's no way the commanders would do that, which means they rebuilt. And that's why I think they made the right decision. I don't think they did, but the team has still looked bad. The offense, they nah, – I don't believe in the quarterback. I got the uh, Seahawks. All right. All right, last game. Jets, Raiders. Bad game. There's one, there's one more game after this you missed. But we'll yeah, you forgot Monday Night Football, man. Did I, did I, wait, what? Yeah, Broncos Bills. It's all right. We'll talk yeah, about Yeah, Broncos Bills. Did I actually forget yeah, it? All right, well, the Bills right. are. It let's, talk about, let's talk about Jets Raiders first. All right. I got the Jets. Big game for Garrett Wilson. Big game for the Jets against a Raiders team who's still trying to find their way with that new, with the interim coach, interim general manager. So, even the Jets. Is this the first game all day that I'm picking something different? You? Yeah, it, you, it, is. I I, it is. Yeah, I'm going to pick the Raiders here. The Raiders with this new coach, um, I can't remember his name, like J.D. McDaniels, it's something like that. He, uh, he's looking good. They're starting to get back on track, especially Devontae Adams. I don't think Jimmy G is good, but I think a really good spot. I want to talk about one second, one of our LSU boys. I think Jaden Daniels in this Raiders offense would look amazing. That, I'm just putting it out there. I don't, I don't really know what's going to happen, but I'm going to put it out there. I can um, see it. I, I can see Raiders, it. I think the Raiders take this one, Devontae Adams versus Sauce Gardner. I think it's a close, fun game, and I'm actually excited to watch it. Okay. I love the Raiders. I've watched them a lot this year. Max Crosby on defense just blows up the whole game. Yeah. Like, there's like, there's like a drive where he'll get like four tackles, and half of them are tackles for loss. He's yeah. just carrying this defense, and the defense is looking good. I have the defense in all of my fantasy leagues because of that. And I think the offense, they're right there. They're right there. Jacoby Myers, Devontae Adams, Josh Jacobs. And I think Jimmy G, Jim, Jimmy G, he's not the problem. He's not the solution, but he's not the problem. So I think, I think they'll find a way to beat this Jets team that I don't think is, offense is offensively is very good. Yeah. I can, like, Jimmy G's competent. He's not good. But he's not bad. He's competent. You put him in the right position like they did at the 49ers, he'll win for you, right? But he's not Pat Mahomes. So, uh, last game, oh, the ball. I forgot to write this down, but, you know, Broncos, Bills, the Bills are going to win. Yeah, I mean, the Bills need a bounce back game, right? They have the same record as the Saints right now. Like, <laughs> we joking? Um, they're 5-4, and four, and I think this Broncos team – in Buffalo, it's going to be cold on Monday night. The Bills fans are going to be crazy, and I think the Bills take this one as their bounce back game. Yeah, I agree with that. The Broncos, I don't know how they won against the Chiefs. They're they're bad. 
They're really bad. I mean, the Dolphins put up 90 against them. They're terrible. And so I think Buffalo, I think this is, yeah, it's their get-right game. Move yep. to six and four, turn the season around, which has looked mediocre so far when they have a very good roster. <laughs> so I think they turn it around. I agree. Yeah. All right, Smith. All right, Smith. We're going to tally up your picks. Yeah, the number to beat is eight. And Yeah, the number to beat is eight oh. right now. We've got two I guys at the top. It's Ben Sandal. <laughs> has eight at the top right now. And he's tied with Smith Pickett. So you got to at least beat the other Smith. And then uh, Cole is right under at seven. He's at last right now. So let's see if Smith can pick this. Yeah, I think I, think, I, I, think I can beat him. I, I think my, my picks are good. Yeah, I think you can beat him too. Yeah. Okay, sweet. All right. All right thanks, thanks, Smith. Smith. No problem. Thanks for having me on. Yeah. Yep. James, we like. Did you see my picks? Like. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I did. Maybe only I... one game. There's only one game difference. How am I supposed to catch up? This is net. We never do that. I mean, I always have some upsets. I couldn't pick any this week. If I'm being honest, there was nothing that stuck out to me except Raiders beating the Jets. It's the only one that was different. And. Yeah. Uh, yeah, if you pick that one wrong, you're putting yourself in a hole, buddy. Yeah, it was fine. Um, because it's not wrong. Okay. Let's just let's fly through college football real quick. All right, let's go to college football recap. Just actually, we're gonna take a good amount of time on one game, and the rest we'll just go through. We'll talk about the first one. Yeah. Fourteen LSU, they lose to number eight Alabama in Tuscaloosa, twenty-eight to forty-two. Look, LSU didn't score in the final twenty-six minutes, and Bama did. Jaden Daniels left the game in the fourth quarter. Melrose didn't. Nick Saban, all Nick Saban wants to do is just knock knock down the good quarterbacks. He just wants to get him out of the game, right? This is so annoying, and I want to talk when he, about when it. When he plays a good quarterback, when he plays a good quarterback, he just wants to hurt him or he loses, right? Yes. Last year, Daniels beat him. Quinn Ewers didn't hurt him. He beat him. You, he's beat every good quarterback he's played. He's tried to hurt, and he did it again. Look what to do, Nick Saban. And you and, and you. You looked at that point, right? Quinn Ewers this year, they didn't hurt him, and they beat him. We, let's talk about Dallas Turner. That's the guy who hit Jaden Daniels. It was obvious targeting, and they actually sent this to the SEC. And you know what they said? What? They still said it wasn't targeting. It's insane to me. It's crown of the helmet. It's taking a player that's not coming at you down and taking him out of the game. How is it not targeting? But I want to yeah. talk about Dallas Turner just for a minute. Last year versus Texas, did Alabama beat Texas last year? Yeah. Yes, they so. did. They did. Yep. And you want to know why? Dallas Turner hurt Quinn Ewers. Quinn Ewers went out of this game for half a quarter, made a close to a full quarter. And, uh, yeah, that let Alabama get back into the game. Last year, they played Ole Miss. Jackson Dart went out of the game for an entire quarter. You want to know why? I heard him. Because Dallas Turner hit him in a bad spot. He had to go out the game. He eventually came back. So it's not as bad as this Jaden Daniels stuff. But this year against Jaden Daniels, in my opinion, who is playing his best football right now. He's playing his best football. I think he's oh, – I'm just going to say it. He's the best quarterback in the world. Or not in the world. In college football. Not in the world. In uh, taking him out this game in a thing where this offense is so good, even though we were down by two touchdowns, they can still come back in the fourth quarter. So, like, I mean, it really stinks to see Jaden go down. And I'm not going to lie, I, I started tearing up when he went down because he's one of my favorite players. 
But like this is just sad to watch. It, it was really sad. Um, yeah, for sure. Um, and what did I say last week about Milro? I yeah. said he, I said he would want to run around because he can't throw the ball. He's not very good. He's just gonna run around everywhere until he finds grass. That's what he did. Yep. Ran for four, ran for four touchdowns, threw for zero. Can't happen. Nope. Where's Harold, why is Harold Perkins not spying him every single play? Yeah, I don't. I don't really know. It. It was weird. I'll be honest. It was weird to me that Milro could rush for that much. Um, and like, yeah, you called it. You know, he couldn't throw the ball, so he ran it, and uh, it worked out. So, I mean, yeah, they won. But Jane Daniels will play this week against Florida, which is yes. awesome to see. But yeah, I do worry a little bit about his health. But we'll just see if it gets too bad. They need to take him out this game and just let Nussmeier go in because I, re- I really don't want him to hurt his career. Um, yeah, the backs fail. You can take can take forward any day, right? Yeah. No, need to get hurt. Jen Daniels hurt again. Yep. Um, right, that's all I got. Yep, that's really all I got too. All right, let's move into the next game. Number seven, Texas, barely roll by. Number twenty-three, Kansas State, in overtime, thirty to thirty-three. I don't really have much to say about this, but have, they have they came Kansas State came back in the fourth quarter. They scored sixteen in the fourth quarter. They started coming back. They sent it to OT, but uh, there it just wasn't enough. Yeah. So no, you worse for Texas really hurt them. Show with a close game, and what I do want to just give props to Kansas State real quick. Their kicker missed like a chip shot field goal with a minute forty five to go in regulation. Yeah, and it, it looked like the game was over, right? It, they were down by three. He missed a chip shot. Again, right? But then the, the Kansas State defense comes out. Like, I turned that game off. Like, I'm just over. And then they forced a punt and then got a field goal in the final 145. That's huge for them. And that made them look good. Even though they didn't pull it out, it was a good look for them. Yeah. It was good for them being able to pull it out without Quinn Ewers, but not much to say there. Yeah. Missouri. Didn't Missouri – wasn't Missouri supposed to win? That's what I picked. Yeah, I did pick this. But didn't you say Georgia was going to win by three touchdowns, buddy? Yeah, that's what I thought. Number 12, Missouri, barely loses to number two, Georgia. I think the right team. 21 to 30, they barely lost. And I'll be honest, Georgia played a very good game. They played a very good game. And I didn't expect them to be able to play this good of a game, especially against this high-powered offense. Holding this offense to 21 points, is impressive outright with no one getting hurt on the offense with nothing else happening. Holding them to twenty one points is impressive. And I'll give it up I'll give it up to Georgia. Yeah. Um this game was tied at halftime. Missouri played well, but you can't they can't stand with Georgia for four quarters. Yeah. But um, Georgia it isn't looking like all that though. You know? Their defense honestly, they look it looked fine, but the offense needs to pick it up. Even without Bowers, they have Conklin or whatever his name is, and he's good. And Beck is supposed to be a Heisman candidate. No, he's horrible. He's horrible. It wasn't so, it that good. Wasn't that good, right? I've said this week in, week out. This Georgia team is not good. And I genuinely thought if LSU could have won against Alabama, I think if they got to the SEC championship, if they're fully healthy, LSU could beat Georgia. Possibly, I think, yeah. I think Alabama could too. Maybe I think even Ole Miss on Saturday. All right, let's. But. Um, yeah, that was really it. Oklahoma, number nine, loses to number 22, Oklahoma State, 24 to 27. Oklahoma drops another one. 
all I really have here is Dylan Gabriel is genuinely not good, and he's officially out of the Heisman race. Well, threw for 344 yards, so, I mean, there's something. But you can't beat Oklahoma State? Exactly. Like Only one touchdown, so, yeah, not looking great. Lost two straight. Oklahoma State's defense stopped the Dylan Gabriel in the final minutes, right? They stopped him from getting that touchdown. Turned him over on down, so big play there. Like, they gave up a couple big plays to start the drive, but then they just stood up and made it look easy on the one, two, three, four, right? Yep. That's all I got. All right, uh, number five, Washington beats number 20, USC, in a crazy no-defense battle, which we, we were talking about. We know that both these teams don't play defense. It was 52-42. to 42. Like This game was tied after three quarters. Looks like USC might be able to come make this upset, but nah. No, I think Washington's just too – genuinely, they're good, right? They're not – I don't think they're getting the flowers they deserve. Caleb Williams did play a very good game, and I'll I'll give it up to him. I'll give him his flowers. But, yeah, I mean, Washington was just too much for USC and that horrible USC defense. Yeah, sorry, you lost me there for a second. Um, there you go. Michael Penix threw for 256 yards, two touchdowns. You're thinking, where are all those touchdowns come from, right? If he didn't throw them, you might hear about that later, all right? You might hear about that later. All right. And six USC touchdowns were all to different people. I thought that was kind of fascinating. That's yeah, that was cool. I did see that, too. Um, all right, let's move into college football week 11 picks. Got four games here. Number three, Michigan versus number 10, Penn State. I think Michigan is the best team in the Big Ten. I, you can't argue with me about that, all right? I, think, I don't think it's really close, okay? I, I don't know. What, what about Ohio State? Are we just going to like – Their quarterback's not that guy. They're, they're just – they don't have Blake You keep saying that, but they keep winning. So I don't know how their quarter all hey. their quarterback has to be is competent with the weapons he has. Yeah, but okay. I'm not arguing with you about this right now. You're right. Okay. Michigan's gonna win. All right. I mean, I I pick Michigan too, but <laughs> I still don't think they're the best team in the in the Big Ten. But Penn State's not going to be enough. It's in Penn, it's at Penn State, which will be interesting. But Michigan's just going to be too much. And one thing I do want to touch out, touch on, Coach Ar- Harbaugh. How do you say his name? Harbaugh. Yeah. Harbaugh. He'll be out for the rest of the year. Well, he'll be. Well, he can still like. Well, he can't be on the sidelines for like. It's only not being on the sidelines. I think he can't. He can't be on the sidelines for the rest of the regular season. He can be with the team in practice. He can be with the team. He can do all these different things. But because yeah. of their sign-stealing scandal, he, uh, yeah, he'll be off the sideline for the rest of the regular season, and they said maybe playoffs if they make it. Huh. Maybe. Oh. I, I, all right, well, let's move on. You, 18 Utah versus 5 Washington. I think Michael Penix looks very – looks unstoppable right now. I think he will just blow through Utah. I agree. I think it'll be a fun game, though, of two offenses. But, uh, yeah, I'm just going to pick Washington because they're better. Utah does have a small chance here because they do have a great defense. So, if their defense can come up big, they definitely have a chance. But, yeah, Utah is just not enough. Um, Next game, 13 Tennessee, 14 Missouri. And what do you say about Brady Cook, James? Brady Cook going to cook. Brady Cook's going to cook, right? Bounce back game for um, Missouri. And, yeah, Cook's going to cook, right? He's going to be – they're going to score a lot of points, okay? Missouri's going to score – 50-plus points. This Tennessee team is horrible. I love Missouri this year. I love Brady Cook. I love Cody Schrader. 
And uh, I think they score – I shouldn't say 50, but I think they score a lot in this game against this Tennessee defense. And it's going to be a blowout, in my opinion, in an SEC East matchup. Yeah, Most, yeah definitely. Um, Our last game here, probably the biggest. I don't know. We'll see. Two really big games. but Where game day is, yeah. Number two, Georgia. Number nine, Ole Miss. I think Jackson Dart will have a bad game because of Georgia's defense. Yeah, Ole Miss doesn't play defense, so Georgia's going to score a lot. Ole Miss isn't, and that's how you win games. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I just don't like Ole Miss, so I never pick them. But uh, I wish I could pick them because I don't want Georgia to go win another SEC title just because they're decent. And uh, I, I want to pick Ole Miss, but Georgia's the better team. So I'll pick Georgia here. But if I was picking against the spread, which is 11 points, uh, Georgia's the favorite by 11 points. I would pick the spread on Ole Miss because I think it's close, but this Georgia defense is going to be too good. Yeah, so that'll end that off. Yep. All right, we're going to revisit. Since we're talking about college football, we're going to revisit our college football playoff picks that we made in the first episode, right? Um, I'm going to just start you off with what I chose as my four teams to make it into the playoff in, in episode one. I picked Ohio State to be my one seed, which you laughed at me for, but now they're the number one seed in the country. Well, yeah, well, the, the Rangers are stupid. You're wrong. Um, number two, Washington. Number three, I said Georgia or LSU because I couldn't pick. Wrong. And then, yeah, I know, but I'm just going to finish. Uh, <laughs> number four, I picked Florida State. All right. Those are fine. I feel like ours are kind of similar. What are your, like, kind of like one big bad team and – I'll be honest, I'm going to really just roll with what I've got still. I'm going to take LSU out, obviously, because they're not in the running anymore. But I will say I'm going to just keep it at three, though, as a two thing, because I don't know who's going to win the SEC. I genuinely don't. So I'm going to say Georgia or Alabama, because I think that'll be the SEC championship when we Georgia versus Alabama. Who do you think is going to win, James? Um, It wouldn't surprise me if Alabama beats Georgia. But who do you think is going to win? It's their predictions, not maybes. Fine. I'll just I'll just put Alabama at three. Whatever. Right. I'll say Ohio State sticks at one. They beat Michigan in the last game of the year. Michigan gets out. Washington at two because I don't think they'll lose a game. Three, I'll say Alabama because they're going to win the SEC. In my opinion, you have to put the SEC champion in the playoffs, in my opinion. And then four, I'll stick with Florida State because, again, I don't think they're going to lose another game, but they haven't played anybody good except LSU. They're horrible picks, okay? Look, you think Georgia, one loss, Georgia doesn't get in? Um, Georgia with one loss in the SEC championship, no. Yeah. I don't think they will. Same thing with Michigan. Wrong. All right. All, all the teams I have, well, I'm going to tell you my old ones, all right? Yeah, tell, tell us your old ones, yeah. My, it, they weren't bad. I had one bad pick, but other than that, they were looking really good. So, George, I had Georgia number one. They're undefeated, but they're not looking too great. All right. Bad eye test. I have Michigan number two, who have been undefeated, and they've been dominant. All right. They haven't had too many close calls. Florida State, I had number three, who have been undefeated and looking solid against the um, – they had a couple of close calls, but looking overall good against the ACC. And then I had – Oklahoma. Okay, but that doesn't oh, matter. Oh, yeah, Oklahoma. Matter, okay? I don't know number four. They lost their last two. We're putting that behind us. I got mm-hmm. new ones, okay? All my teams are going to be undefeated here, okay? So I'm not going to tell you that. 
When number one, I have Michigan. They will beat Ohio State. They will rise to the number one spot. I think they'll beat them pretty easily. McCord is not him. J.J. McCarthy is him. Blake Corum is him. That's why they're going to win. I mean, yeah, I think I genuinely think the Michigan team is better, but I like Ohio State more in this role where Marvin Harrison can genuinely be a Heisman winner. He, In my opinion, he'll get invited to New York. So if he keeps up what he's doing, Marvin Harrison is, Jr. is a squad. What'd you say? J.J. McCarthy's going to get invited to New York. No, he's not. No, he's not. Yes, he is. He's number two right now. I don't care. He's gonna, it doesn't matter. He's going to drop, especially this week. He won't have a good game against Penn State. They'll win, but he won't have a good game. He's, he's, he's not, I'm not saying he's deserving. I'm saying he will go because they're not going to lose. In my opinion, the guys who are going to go are, are Daniels, Penix, uh, Marvin Harrison Jr., and, and now that you're Now that I'm looking at who's there, it could be Jordan Travis or J.J. McCarthy. All right, J.J. McCarthy. Um, I'm at, I'm at two. I have Georgia. They had a bad eye test, but they're going to win every game, and they're going to find a way. That's what they do. Um, Number three, I have Washington. Michael Penix looks unstoppable. I think he did will you, remain. Did you, even, did you put Washington in your uh top four? No, I thought the Pac-12 would be too late, level-headed. I think they would all lose a game, but I guess not. Because okay. Washington's doing really looking – putting their head above the crowd, right? So, I think they're going to go undefeated. And uh, Florida State in my four. They're swimming the ACC. The reason I don't have them above Washington is because they just haven't had the bet of it as good of an eye test, right? Yeah. And as good. So I think that's why I think um, they'll drop. But yeah, those are mine. So uh, I think I have some pretty uh, accurate ones here. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Sure. I'll, I, yeah, I, when we were talking about Heisman, I just want to talk about this just mainly with you because this is kind of off topic, but like, wouldn't it make our season so much better if Daniels could still win a Heisman? Yeah, but he's not going to. So I'm just putting it out there. Yeah, okay, just, it's not going to happen. But I, I wish, but it's not going to happen. Okay. Um, All right. We're going to transition into our uh, – actually, yeah, let's transition into the NBA again. We're doing the NBA Top 100, right? We cycled through all of them. We did NBA – what was it? NFL and then MLB, and now yep. we're back to NBA. In our top 100. So, um, you want to tell us the scores, Charlie? Yeah, no one scored last week. 11 to 2, James is winning. But if they, these, I'm not too worried because I'm not as worried as I am at the NFL picks because these games could swing at any moment, right? I could go get a five right here and I could pick up a lot of, like, it's, they can go either way, right? I'll, I'll be honest with you. I picked three players who are some of your favorites. So, Big swings. I think I, I like – there's going to be big swings in this series, so I'm not too worried yet. Okay. You want to start us off? Yeah, I'll Give start you off with Austin Reeves. See, that's a weird one. Austin Reeves is a fan favorite. Um, I don't know. I'll put him at 82. 82. 82? You're wrong. 66. That's way too That's way too Yeah, high. I agree. But I right. – I mean, all right, we'll see. I don't know. That feels weird. All right, Jalen Williams, the one Jaylen for the OKC Thunder. Oh, I think I remember seeing him. That's one of your favorite players, remember? I feel like I saw him around the 70s. Oh, man, I, I, he deserves to be in the 70s for sure. I'm going to go with, like, 81. 95. No! Dang it, I thought I had that one. 
Hey, I'm giving you. I'm gonna give you all yeah. these players the players that you like. So we'll see. All right. You got James Harden in that big market, Philadelphia. Uh, that's such a weird one. Um, you're messing me up right now. Where could James? I, I'm trying to think. Would he be in the top fifty? He's gotta be right. After his, I mean, he led the league in what assists last year. So he's, in my opinion, he has to be in the top fifty. Yeah, I mean, he was. One of the best players. 40. What? James? Hello? You there? I can hear you now. I lost you for a second. Did you make your guess yet? Yeah, I'm put him at 41. Ooh, 43. Good guess. All right. That gives me three points. Three points. All right. I I really need to pick it up. I'll let you guess higher. Because of how well he scored. No, I don't. I don't like James Harden, and people don't like him, so they wouldn't rank him on. Yeah, but like I thought the uh, ESPN would like kind of munch on him a little bit. Yeah. All right, but you know what you got for me? I'll give you a player from the Portland Trailblazers who is in injury right now. Anthony Simons, one of your guys. Oh, I think I almost picked him too, man. Oh, I can't remember this. He was like, okay, eighty-eight, eighty-eight. Hey, we're getting some points on the board. He was at eighty-five. That that's that's three. That's three. Yeah, we're good. Yep, get your three points. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Um, I'll get you. I'll get you one here. How about Ben Adebayo? Cool. He's high. I think he's high. I think ESPN put him he's, up there. Like with them. I think he is. Um. He's yeah. Cool. He's. Mm. I'm trying to think because this ESPN rankings is actually like, if we're looking off of ESPN, I'm pretty sure we're doing, right? Yep. ESPN, they rank their players based on like, um, terribleness? Like where, where they're going to be at the end of the year. So, like, they're not ranking it just because, right? They're ranking it who they think is going to be really good at the end of the year. So, like, Paolo, I, I remember, is very, very high, even though he's not like a. Yeah. I think he's. I think he's okay. Bam. See, like, could he be in the top 15? I think, I don't know. I'm going to put him outside the top 15. I'll put him at 18. Dang, you're at, he was at 16. You got okay. another... you're, you're cooking with these NBA, not going to lie. Yeah, I mean, this is my sport, right? I got I to gotta get some points here because I'm going to get zero on MLB. So. Yeah. Thank you, man. All right, I thought I might have a chance here, but looking good. Who do I have? Well, let's see if you can pick one up right here. Chet Holmgren. Oh, oh, he was like – Another one six- of your guys. Another one he was like in the 60s. Oh, he was like – He was oh, – I'm pretty sure he was in the 60s. But I thought I mean, he hasn't proved anything. Well, Sixty-three. Ten off. Seventy-three. Dang it! Ugh. I lose again. You're going to have to get back in, in, with it, uh, in NFL next week. Yeah, well, I mean, it's still kind of close. It could go either way. I'm not too worried yet. Another loss, though. All right. All right, you want to move into our last segment, Booge? Let's go to Dog of the Week. Everybody's dog been- of the Week. Here we go. Who's your dog of the week, James? All right. 
I, I feel like mine isn't too, too crazy this, this week. I'll be honest. He's a running back from Oklahoma State. Took down number nine seed Oklahoma in a, uh, what do they call the matchup? I don't remember. But in a rivalry matchup, Ollie Gordon. This guy, they needed to rely on their run game in this in this game, I guess. They needed to rely on their run. And um, instead of throwing the ball, they did rely on their running back, who had 33 carries for 137 yards and two touchdowns. I wouldn't say it's amazing, but he took down Oklahoma, and when they needed him, he stepped up to the game for yeah, well, That's you think your guy? You think your guy's good? How about my guy, Dylan Johnson, Washington, running back, twenty-six carries, two hundred and fifty-six yards, and four touchdowns. Four. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not and gonna then, lie. I, I wanted to pick him, but you, you wonder where Michael Penix got all those touchdowns? If he only threw two, it's Dylan Johnson, four touchdowns. Washington win in a shootout against um, USC. He. Was Probably the biggest reason, even bigger than Michael Penix, why they won this game. So I like Dylan Johnson. Dylan Johnson helping Jane Daniels case for Heisman right now. The dog right there. The dog. Yep. Dog of the weeks. <clears throat> All right. Yeah. We're going to start changing dog of the league to college basketball as well. So like college yeah. sport. You can pick anyone from college sports. I also want to mention, we won't be using, talking about college basketball or college baseball. Like very much, unless there's like a huge game or anything, we won't talk about it every episode until like the postseason. When we get to the postseason, we'll talk about it. But it doesn't feel like there's much to talk about right now for the college yeah, basketball. Like, college. like for an example, for an example, uh, if Duke were to play UNC, like a one versus two seed, we're gonna cover that matchup. We promise. But just the Arizona Duke game, which was last night, we we didn't we don't really care about covering, if I'm being honest. But um, not really you know, matters. Exactly. It doesn't really matter until we get to March Madness, which we but, will talk about a lot. When we get to LSU lost to um, Nickel. Nick, uh, whatever. Well, I'm not going to go into this rabbit hole. We stink. Oh, yeah, we can't talk about that. But, I just got to hope for the girls. Are All right. <sighs> well, that'll wrap us up today. All right. Hope you all enjoy. Um, we'll be better next time. We're thank always going to be better. Thank you for listening. All right. Thanks for tuning in, guys.